so wait, what? listening to So Wait What podcast. People are creatures of habit, so much so that you'll notice that people in the office will use the same bathroom stall every day. I noticed that myself. Everyone has their favorite stall. In my office, there are four stalls in the women's restroom. The first stall is the smallest of the four, but it's the closest to the entrance, so it's got that going for it. The second stall is handicap accessible, but the door is always in the closed position, so you never truly know if someone's in there until you pull the handle. Stall three is very similar to stall one, except for there's a can of aerosol spray in the back of the toilet. You go in there to take care of business. And then there's stall four. It's the furthest one back, and you have to walk across all the other stalls, but it's twice the size as the other handicap accessible stalls. Stall four is the king of all stalls. It's the stall for special occasions. I found myself in stall number four, surrounded by a few co-workers, staring into the watery abyss of the toilet as it swirled around and around. I guess you could call that a special occasion. It was the death of a fish. It was in stall number four, which got me thinking. What's the point of a fish? Is a fish really a pet? Other than the obvious, you don't pet it. You don't take it for walks. It's kind of an accessory, like a vase or a painting. A living accessory. Like a plant, I guess. But people usually don't get too attached. So when my co-worker's office accessory, the fish, died, we did what anyone would do, right? We flushed him down the toilet. We gathered round. We did it in stall four. It was the biggest one that held the most people for the ceremony. We said some words. I think some of us felt sad. But why were we sad? What were we missing out on without this fish being a part of our lives? We didn't have to feed it anymore. We didn't have to clean its bowl. Maybe we were sad because a bunch of us were standing around a toilet. Maybe we were sad because as we watched that fish swirling around we began to think about our own mortality. When any real pet passes away, you have a proper burial. You have it cremated or something more dignified than flushing it down the toilet, but here we were, standing around the toilet. What did that fish mean in our life that brought us all together that day? In my search for answers, I went to Becky, the owner of that fish. This wasn't her first fish. And like most of us, she's had quite a few fish in her life. And one in particular that she had quite a long-standing relationship with. I wanted to get her insight to see what fish really mean in our lives, if anything. Here's Becky. I can remember getting a 
goldfish uh, in kindergarten um, because I lived around the corner from my from the school that I went to at the time and I got a goldfish and then was so excited about the goldfish that I invited my entire kindergarten class over to see the goldfish and we had only had it for a few days and we came in to show the fish and the fish was no longer with us um well he was physically there but his spirit had moved on he was doing the upside down goldfish swim um and I was totally oblivious to the fact that the fish was dead, and so I just told all my friends that he was sleeping. The next fish that I remember was probably the most memorable. Um, He didn't have a name. Well, I'm sure he did, but I don't remember it. I won this fish at at the Nativity Carnival by throwing a ping pong ball into his bowl. And it, it was before they just had, like, the little bowls that you threw the stuff into, the ping pong balls into, and the fish on the side. This fish was actually in the bowl, so it was subjected to ping pong balls, like, on a nightly basis. Um, So I like to think that I rescued him from the carnival life. I took the fish home in a plastic bag. It was, like, a plastic bag filled with water and tied off at the top. But I carried that darn fish around the entire nativity carnival all night, so it probably went on rides and got left in the bathroom at one point, I'm sure. I don't know if that, that fish traveled the entire Nativity Carnival. I'm shocked that it was still alive by the time we got home. I took very good care of the fish. My family, maybe not so much. <laughs> My brother was a, a huge part of helping me with this fish. He felt that the fish needed exercise. And so he would go in the kitchen and he would pull out a spoon out of the silverware drawer and he somehow would manage to scoop up the fish on the spoon and take it for walks around the house. I have no idea how the fish survived these walks, but my brother felt it was very necessary to take the fish for a walk um, and apparently doing so on a spoon was the way to, to make it happen. This same fish though, one time when we were cleaning his bowl, we, let me preface this by saying the garbage disposal was not running, but we um, accidentally dropped the fish down the garbage disposal and had to fish the fish out of the garbage disposal. And he lived. He was totally fine. He went back and bolt. This was the fish that would not die. My mom and my siblings and I used to go up to Donner Lake uh, for like the entire month of August when we were growing up and my dad would come up on the weekends. He would work during the week and then come up on the weekends and there was one time where my mom was talking to him and it was like two or three weeks into us being, you know, the second or third week of August and my mom said, so by the way, I forgot to remind you to feed the fish. Have you been taking care of the fish? And he said, we have a fish. I know at one point we had to have the house tented for termites or fleas or something, and we forgot to take the fish out, and the fish survived, and I think ultimately it it died of old age. Can we can we get your mom on the phone? We can try. Okay. Um, so you're on speakerphone right now. Oh, okay. 
and she has some questions for you. We were talking about the fish that would never die. Yes. Do you remember that fish's name? Did you get that? The most memorable fish didn't have a name you could remember. Or maybe not a name at all. I don't know if it had a fish. A fish? A, a, fish, a name. And, and this fish lived how long? Oh, it lived about, about seven years. And can you confirm that this fish was not replaced for the sake of your daughter's heart? I can absolutely 100% confirm that. <laughs> and no one remembers this fish's name. I don't think it had a name. I don't think it did have a name. Uh, yeah, I don't know that that one had a name, but I do know that Chris would take it for a walk on a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. He used to scoop it out and take it for a walk around the house on a spoon. <laughs> and then he put it back. And it went down the garbage disposal at least two times when we were cleaning the bowl. And did you tell him the one about Dad not knowing we had a fish? <laughs> Do you think that the walks and the extra exercise helped in I, I probably, the life? I, it's probably those walks and the exercise, yes. <laughs> and that extra, extra exercise of flopping around down in the garbage disposal. Do you remember finding the fish dead? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I think we just kind of went in one day and it just, we, she used to kind of poke at it and I don't think it moved once we poked at it. <laughs> Was it doing a, the, the float? Was that a common thing to go in there and poke at it? You're oh, making... Becky, only when it was floating on the top. No, just like to make sure it moved, and then it would, it would kind of float, and then it would start swimming around again. We'd think, oh, this is it. It's dead. But wow, maybe not. but maybe not. So, what did you do with the fish when it died? Oh, it went for that whirlpool swim. <laughs> so for a fish to be so unceremoniously flushed after seven years, you wouldn't expect anything more from a fish who lived only a few months. Going back to that moment as we flushed Becky's most recent fish down the toilet and as we left stall four, we walked back into the office halls and one of our co-workers from England had asked what we were doing. And when we told her we had just flushed a fish, she was in disbelief and had quite a lot to say from an outsider's view. It felt like um, somewhat disrespectful to a short but beautiful life. Had you ever heard of some 
flushing a fish down the toilet before? Only in criminal reports. Seriously? <laughs> what, yeah, where a did cruelty you? Where in did, the UK? Really, truly. Mm-hmm. Where were you reading these criminal reports? Um, in sensationalized stories in in national newspapers, that kind of thing. So you never had heard of someone flushing it. So that was just obscure. Not as a burial ceremony, no. So the reports that you had read, were they live fish that they were flushing down? Yes. <gasps> oh, that's uh, terrible. In the UK, it's more common to bury the fish in your back garden. Well, it, it, it actually it did quite shock me, and I learned things about my fellow employees that perhaps it would have been better not to know. <gasps> As the owner of a very small dog. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, I won't be going near the, the toilets with Sammy anytime soon. Do you know, do you realize though that it's it's in the American culture mm. to flush dead fish down the toilet? Mm. That that may well be so. I've yet to actually find the American culture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still searching. Now I know that that's one piece of the jigsaw puzzle. Perhaps I won't search so hard. You have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere, I see. And had it right all along. Maybe a fish is a pet. If it's worth more than just flushing down a toilet, maybe it is. As the saying goes, give a man a fish and you'll feed him for a day. Teach a man a fish, and you'll feed him for a lifetime. Maybe if you give a man a fish, he'll learn something about that life. listening to So Wait What podcast.